Come on. Spending too much time on social? Is your daily screen time over two hours? Are you a little bit overweight? Not saving enough money? Any or all of these are familiar. Strive could be for you. The Strive two-week online boot camp will help you to detox your mind, body, and money, getting you on your way to a happier, healthier, wealthier, and more confident life. Go to strivedetox.com, S-T-R-I-V-E-D-E-T-O-X.com, and get your mind, body, and money right. Welcome to Money Savage, Savage Approach Personal Finance. This is George Grumbacher, and the time is right. Welcome to today's guest, strong and powerful Gabriela Ramirez Arellano. Gabriela, are you ready to do this? I am so ready. Excellent. Let's do this. Gabriela is a business strategist. She is a podcast host, a speaker, and a servant leader. I'm excited to have you on. Gabriela, tell us a little bit about your personal life, some more about your work, and why you do what you do. Well, I'm excited to be able to share that. I currently work as a business counselor at the Hispanic Chamber of Commerce. I also have a bilingual podcast with my co-host, Junior Lara. Um, It's called Authentico. And I also was just elected as the new executive director for the Balsa Foundation, which is a volunteer organization. So everywhere around me, I, I really enjoy working with small businesses and helping them be empowered as well as um, increase economic development in their communities. Well, I certainly appreciate that very much, and congratulations on being elected. Well, thank you. It's evidence that you are doing good, good and important work. So appreciate that. I was I, I was uh, doing a little bit of research on you, and I think that you are truly a Renaissance woman. It seems like you've you've owned businesses and you're doing all these cool stuff, all this important work in the community. Uh, and so I certainly appreciate that. Um, something that sort of popped into my mind as, as I was thinking about our conversation, um, I'm a person who definitely wants to, wants to, to feel like I'm having an impact on the people that I'm serving. And, uh, something that jumped off the page was that you talked about on your LinkedIn profile, how important it is to, to understand pain points and, and to be able to present viable, relatable solutions to people. Um, so I just wanted to maybe start off by talking about that. Yeah, I mean, I think that a lot of times when you become a coach or um, you get into business development to help other people, sometimes you forget about how people can actually uh, can actually apply the teachings. And so um, I really just like to share my own um, story and why I kind of got into this work. Um, because when it's relatable, a lot of times people will see the coach or they see me or you and um, we look shiny and polished, um, but they don't necessarily know, you know, the learnings that we had along the process that they could maybe relate to. They will make it where they the message maybe resonate a little better. And so um, I really just think it's really important to get to know the people that we're working with and truly understand their pain point. I mean, sometimes people come to me and say, oh, well, I really want to grow my business. I'm ready to scale. I need access to capital. I need funding. But when we start to talk about, well, what will you do with the funding? How much do you need? They don't always have those answers yet. 
I would like to go back and really try to understand. I mean, do you need more money to actually scale the business and what will you use it for? Or let's go back to the basics and maybe look at where you're currently working if you're not full-time in the business. Does it make sense for you to do something as far as your work? Or can we leverage your credit score and your credit history to maybe um, have you access money that you already have for the business? Um, So I think um, examples like that to really understand what's behind the need or the perceived need or the question really helps us move forward in a in a much more authentic way. Yeah, well, I appreciate that. It's like, well, I I need capital, I need money. Well, let's 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 take a step back. So, <laughs> the power of asking a good question right there, and I think it's such an important thing to to be relatable to people because if you're not that way, then what you're trying to do is probably not going to be as effective. If people don't think that I've ever had any hard times financially, well then, you know, I really, I'm not coming from a place where, where I can understand or, or, or we're going to be able to be on the same page. So I think that that's so important to people. Yeah, definitely. I mean, like I said, I think it's, it's always good to share some of our stories um, just as a relation point for um, individuals that we work with or that we're having an impact because a lot of times, um, you know, like I said, they see the the shiny object that is in front of you today and they maybe don't know those things that we have to overcome, the challenges. And so that really actually gives us uh, a lot of great lessons. Um, And they say that if you, at least I tell my clients, if you're not uncomfortable, then perhaps you're not comfortable. pushing yourself enough because, you know, failure is, is a fear that we have, whether it's with our business, with our finances or with our career. But really, if you look at it more as learning opportunities, I think that we can go farther because we're going to fail regardless of how protective we are. It's just how you come back from that failure. And a lot of times when, when we fail, I feel like it goes back to money, at least in my experiences. Um, When I have felt that I failed, it was about either bad money decision or um, maybe not. Like I told you before we started, just basically burying my head in the sand and not wanting to know where I was financially. And that didn't turn out very well for a little while. But once I faced those fears, it definitely made a difference. Yeah. Yeah. And I definitely want to circle back on, you talked about so many important things right there. I think that this idea that, that if you're not, uncomfortable if you're not currently facing some kind of discomfort it could be a couple of things right it could be that you're not pushing yourself maybe as hard as you should be and that's an indication you need to 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 maybe push yourself harder or simply that you have fallen into a a rhythm or an inertia where you're not challenging yourself at all and you need to do something to make yourself a little bit less comfortable right right i mean i'm even like I said for myself, I'm my biggest te- my husband and I are my own biggest teachers because even with um, my role since I came to St. Louis, I'm always asking myself, you know, what can what else can I do, or why am I not doing certain things, or maybe getting certain recognitions? But honestly, it's because I'm playing small and I've had a difficult time in that situation trying to see what could be bigger, right? How how can I have a bigger impact? is not always about serving more people, but being more strategic about the the work that I do every day. 
I think that's such an important thing right there. I'm playing too small. What does that mean? Well, um, like, that, like I said, sometimes it's it's a fear thing. Like, okay, I know that I can grow this company. Um, to be honest, let me just share my own experience. I was thinking yeah. about that this morning. Um, we own a restaurant now, my husband and I do, but I also do um, my work at the Hispanic Chamber of Commerce. Um, but ever since I moved to St. Louis, I keep seeing gaps in the business ecosystem to provide more resources for first-time entrepreneurs at the very beginning of the ecosystem. There's a lot of funding opportunities and a lot of accelerator programs specifically for um, tech-based companies. But for like the mom-and-pop shops, for the small business owners, there's not always enough support in my opinion. So I've always wanted to be able to provide and fill that gap. But I've been afraid because it's a risk, right? We already have one business. Do I want to leave my current job to start another business. And so just this morning, I was thinking about the fact that I, I'm acknowledging that I've been playing small because I have the, all these ideas, and what I end up doing a lot of times is just give them to someone else. But then I see someone else, you know, the, the idea took off, and they're launching or they're growing, and I'm like, oh, man, that could have been me. So that's one example of where... I've been playing small in that arena because of the the fear or the risk of, you know, owning one business is in itself a risk, but now to rely solely on two businesses. Um, at this point, since I was telling you, like I just kind of recovered financially, um, I'm not willing to take the risk. And so my learning this morning was, you know, you I'm acknowledging that I'm playing small. I could be doing more things. But I also recognize that this is not the time for me because of the financial risk. So what do I need to do now to plan so that the risk is not so big? Do I need to maybe adjust my budget or teach some classes on the side that could give me some additional income? So just I was going through that this morning, so I thought I'd share it with you. Well, I think that that's so perfect. And thank you so much for doing that because that's, it's, it's, that's, that's hard right there. So I am certainly a person that, that I have ideas popping in my head quite a bit. Some of them are incredibly stupid, but some of them I think could be really good. So it's a matter of being able to make an educated decision on this is an idea worth following or this is an idea that is not and it will take away from what I should be doing and am I in a position financially and from a time perspective and everything else to be able to pursue this. So I think that's such an important conversation to be able to have with yourself. Yeah, I mean, especially for small business owners, I think that that's a dilemma that often comes into our mind, even from the onset of the idea stage. Do I want to start this business? Am I ready? And then at what point do I leave my full-time job or my my main source of income to launch 100% into the business? And there's probably never going to be a perfect time to do any of these things, but those are the variables that you really need to go through, right? You need to make sure that, yes, I'm, I'm in a position where I'll be able to actually do this. So, <clears throat> Yeah, definitely. And that's another reason why when I do um, work with clients or business owners, I do like to refer back to the basics. Um, and for me, the basics are, let's look at your personal credit history. Let's look at your personal financial situation. Because especially when you start out, 
your personal credit and your personal financial situation is the business's situation. And so why not start looking at as painful as it could be, or maybe not so, um, where am I right now credit wise? Because when you are ready to scale and you go to the bank or you go to a lending institution, whether it's a nonprofit or a bank, um, you're going to have to have those things in order. And so I think it's always important even to just know where are you right now and, you know, plan to see what, what and where do I need to be so that I can get to um, the point in the business where I can either launch or scale or maybe hire people. Um, so I, I love going back to the basics because I think it's so important. And that takes us back to another point that you brought up early in our conversation here today was how important it is to to really do a good job with fact finding. And that's in any situation. It's you helping another business. It's you doing a proper assessment of your ability to launch another business. It's, it's you going to the doctor, right? And the doctor needs the most basic information. It's you're going to a trainer. The trainer needs to know what the baseline is, what you're capable of doing, what you've done in the past. And we need to, to be able to pull our heads out of the sand or to, to, to rip the Band-Aid off, whatever analogy you want to use, and really be honest with ourselves about where are we right now. Yeah, and like I said, that could be for whether you're starting a business or even if you're not. Mm-hmm. Um, when I got divorced uh, almost nine years ago now, um, I didn't even want to look to see where my situation was. But when I realized that I couldn't even buy a car, even a used car, because my credit history was so bad after having gone through the financial downturn and the divorce, I realized that there was only one way to fix it, and that was to accept that I was not in a good position and then plan um, to do the things I needed to do, whether it was pay off debt or, um, you know, do the 30% ratio for my debt that I did have. Um, But until I started doing some of those things, I wasn't going to move further. And then a couple of months ago, just recently, I mean, I was honestly just shocked that they were letting me buy a brand new car from the dealership. So that was pretty exciting. (laughs) Nice. I love it. So, and that, you know, I think that, that a lot of the time, and this is something I've suffered from in the past. It's like, if, if there's too much going on, if I feel overwhelmed, then I'm probably not going to be able to make positive things moving forward. And this, this realization that maybe, yes, maybe right now I am playing small, but I can see the path to six months from now, a year from now, I'll be able to be able to make a move if I do these things, if I pay off debt, if I clean up my credit, and I'm able to delay gratification and and work towards that. And that's something that I think uh, we could probably all benefit from uh, from uh, realizing is that it might not happen exactly when you want it, but as long as you put a plan together, I think that that can be empowering. And I think that that's also why this work is so important. I know that cities across the country have, um, you know, business counselors, business coaches through various ecosystems. Um, So, and that's really important to reach out. I mean, that's the other piece is um, whether you're a a professional just trying to get to your next level or a small business owner, we can't do it by ourselves. So tapping into the resources that could and are available in each city is so important. I mean, even just as accountability partners, 
Um, but even more so because they will open the door to the other opportunities within um, the city and the region that could be available to you that you have no idea about because this is something new that you're just starting out with. Yeah. I mean, that's take advantage of the resources, find somebody to help hold you accountable, to be there for you. I think it's so invaluable. So, well, Gabriella, Savage Nation is ready for your difference-making tip. What do you have for them? Well, you know what? Believe it or not, my difference-making tip is to get out there, get connected. I always struggle, still sometimes struggle with networking, but let me tell you that it has changed my, my life to have moved here to St. Louis three years ago didn't know anybody and really just trusted the networking process and allowed the doors to be open. So reach out. Um, don't think of networking as the traditional uh, description or definition in the dictionary. Think of it as an opportunity for you to tell your story and really just get to know other people. Um, how do I help? How do I help someone else is a better question than going into an event or a situation for networking with the, you know, the antiquated thought of, oh my gosh, let me see, well, who can I get business from or how can someone help me? But really go into the uh, connecting and the friend making with the thought process of how can I help someone else? And that has really changed my life. Like that is great stuff that definitely gets, come on. Come on. And it's a, it's, it's, it's a pretty simple shift, but to your point, it can have such a profound impact. So I think that that's excellent. Well, Gabriella, thank you so much for coming on. Where can Savage Nation learn more about you? Well, I love social media. So I'm on Facebook. I'm on Instagram. Uh, my podcast is Authentico Podcast, and it's A-U-T-E-N-T-I-C-O-P-O-D-C-A-S-T. You can find us on every social media platform. I'm also on LinkedIn under my name. Gabriela Ramirez Ariano and on Facebook the same as well. Love to connect with anybody that um, has ideas or um, even just for inspiration. Uh, I'm always available. Love it. Savage Nation, if you enjoyed this as much as I did, show Gabriella your appreciation and share today's show with a friend who also appreciates good ideas. Find her on Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn, and check out the Authentico podcast as well. And I'll link to all that in the notes of the show. Thank you again, Gabriella. Thank you so much for having me. Really appreciate it. And until next time, keep fighting the good fight because we are all in this together.